my four little dinghies just sticking up on the waveform. Don't say that publicly, my four <laughs> little dinghies. Hello, welcome to Day One Patch Podcast, episode 294. I'm your host, I, Ryan I was Johnson. expecting that one. I was expecting that one this week. I figured, I figured as much. Uh, that's Matt Lawrence talking. Yeah, it is. Uh, Adriano Petty. Hi. Tim Spence is back. Hello. After a two-week hiatus. Two-week? I mean, you technically were away for two weeks, but you missed one show. I see. Yeah. Um, we got a pretty packed show this week. Um, Adriano was very excited for the new Pokemon MOBA that got announced. Uh, until I... F- yeah, we'll talk about until it. Until he read about what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Pokemon MOBA, got excited, and then I read the article. I'm like, oh. Uh, EA plans to double down on Star Wars games from now on. Um, we also got a bit of a more clear definition of what optimize for, for Xbox Series X means, which is actually like a badge, I think, that they're going to put on stuff so people know that this is a better experience on the Series X. Uh, Mixer got shut down, surprisingly, and uh, is partnering. Microsoft is partnering with Facebook Gaming. We also have former PlayStation boss uh, Sean Layden says that uh, AAA game development is unsustainable. And finally, Xbox executive Phil Spencer uh, spoke about the hardware advantages over the PS5. So we'll start off with uh, what's new. Tim? Oh, sorry. I'm just looking into my PC tower because I got it back from the PC shop this week and I realized they forgot to plug a fan back in. Oh my God. <laughs> on top of everything else that they fucked up. And Tim's house is on fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Currently burning down as we speak. Um, what's new? Not too much. I've been. I was off. I was off for a little while. Like I just mentioned, my uh, my computer was was out of commission. But uh, we started up doing as much of a one hundred percent run through Ocarina of Time as I can remember because I used to play that game so much, and I would just run through maybe like once a year, try to do like one hundred percent run. But it's been like seven or eight years since I did that, so I'm trying to do it from memory, and it's going okay i'm sure there's lots i've already missed but so what whatever. is 100 percent in, in entail is that like collectibles or yeah all the collectibles and like optional stuff it's pretty much just like all items all upgrades um all giant pose all skulltulas there's not really all that much to do in that game it's just a matter of kind of remembering where it all is man whenever i played uh, bloodborne or like dark souls with aaron he would join my world and he can't see like the item drops when he's in my world, but he would know where they were and he would lead mm-hmm. me to them. Yeah. He had played it so much. He just knew where everything was. It was crazy. I could probably do that for the first Dark Souls. Wow. I've played through that game a lot. <laughs> That's all you got? Um, other than that, just kind of playing The Last of Us Part 2 yeah. along with everybody else. Yeah. Um, slowly. Four million sold in like a, in like a week. That's not so. That's not surprising at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, slowly, because Kayla played through the first one before I did, and then I got around to playing through the first one like two, three weeks ago for the first time. It's a pretty sweet game. So then we got the second one, and uh, I I'm not like playing it on my own. I'm I'm playing through it with her, and she's usually the one playing, and she doesn't play a whole lot of video games, so she's mm-hmm. just going a little bit slower than probably the average person would. But yeah, going through it, it's it's. Pretty good so far. Like, there's some things compared to the first one. Some things I like about it. Some things I prefer in the first one. But yeah, cool. not very far through it yet, though. Uh, Adriano, soon. Um, just uh, what did I play? Some Yoshi's Island on 
<laughs> nice. Go to Yoshi's Island on my Wii U emulating a GBA. So there's that a couple, is there's a couple of layers. Game. Yeah, there's a couple I of played, layers. I there. played that through like like maybe three times. That's actually like there. That's not my top favorite uh, Mario game. It's it's a like I respect it, but Super Mario World is the one of the best Mario games. It's so good. Yeah. Um, what else did you and I didn't play Borderlands? Actually, I got like a 14 gig update for that. Yeah. Oh no, there's because because there's a, a new DLC pack that came out. Yeah. Um, I started a new game. Well, new to me. It's an old game. Um, Ori and the Blind Forest. Oh, I yeah. played that a bit. A bit. Yeah, I uh, I always knew about it. Like it just kind of always showed up on the internet every once in a while. Um, but then I watched somebody do like a video, one of those video essay reviews on platforming in Metroidvania, and then that kind of got me interested. And then it's on Xbox Game Pass for PC, so I said, "All right, fuck it, I'll just give it a try." Uh, and I'm actually really enjoying it because um, I tried the other. What was the other one? Hollow Knight. So good. Oh. I was. I actually fell off Hollow Knight. I actually found that game to be frustrating mm. uh, with certain exploration. Uh, aspects. I can see that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not super like apparent where you're supposed to go, and there's only yeah. so much like rooting around you can do before it's like okay, mm-hmm. where the fuck? Mm-hmm. When when it comes to when it comes to platforming, like I can I can quickly uh, figure out what I personally call the ch- the cheapness level for deaths and whether or not I feel cheated when I get killed. And with Hollow Knight, it was just one too many times where I felt like I shouldn't have died there. And then I so I I packed that away. Uh, but uh, what I like about um, Ori and the Blind Forest is part of your your attack, which you can like hold down and do like a super attack. You can also uh, spend that energy that would be that super attack to make a save point immediately. Like you can just make a save spot right where you are, huh. and cool. you can just psh, exhaust it, which I really really like. Yeah, they have a little bit of um, like resource management in Hollow Knight too. They should have done yeah. something like that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, so then, because I think there's a sequel to this one, right? Ori, uh, and the, Ori and the Ori and, Yes, that's the one. So I want to give that a try. I installed and I meant to launch the Last of Us DLC, the Left Behind, because I mm-hmm. wanted to get through that before I play the second one. Um, I, I downloaded it. I just haven't been able to, to launch it yet. And then... Yeah, I think that's it. The tr- you know, normal Hearthstone and that, no, no uh, Sea of Thieves. You didn't do any. Sea no, of actually, I have not done Sea of Thieves since since Damn. we last spoke. Um, I'm I'm desperately trying to do away with game. Like I I I burnt myself out on games as a service. Um, I already told myself that Overwatch is just going to be exclusive to my competitive placement matches when they they show up every four months and the seasonal events. So that in theory works down to about 18 weeks a year i can i can <laughs> i can do for overwatch and then i should be good um but i really really need to focus on other single player games that i've just let fall by the wayside are you still as busy as you were even with uh this whole covid thing uh yes because while i have temporarily lost one of my jobs it turns out trying to get a condo unit up and running quickly fills the rest of that space and that rest of that time that i need to um just there's just day-to-day stuff that i find myself having to do now Mm -hmm. that i just didn't have to deal with before so are you okay i got a question for you so if there's something small let's just hypothetically like later situation so you have to build a 
a bookshelf, let's say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We had to build a bookshelf from Ikea, so it's in pieces. Yep. Like you had to build a bookshelf. Weekend. So you wake up, and for whatever reason, your breakfast is done 10 minutes earlier than it is. Will you spend 10 minutes building that bookshelf? Uh, yes. I guess. So the reason why I asked that it's is not, just, it's not I, a it's not a science. I can't. No, no, no. But what I mean by that is like what I what I find for productivity is I used to like if, if something was earlier, like if, if my breakfast was done earlier or if uh, something uploaded faster or <laughs> downloaded faster than I expected, I would just take that extra time and sort of not do anything. But I found that if I just like fill it in with something else. I actually get a lot more done, and then at the end of the day, I can usually call it a little earlier, or like call it and have literally nothing, and have a lighter next day. Yeah, uh, this is. I'll I'll quickly just run through how I manage Adriano and just what this <laughs> fucking entails. So I live I live my life by three main things. I live my life by email, quarter mile at a time. Yep, I live my life by email, <laughs> a calendar, and a task manager. Those three things keep me going. And one of the first things that I'll do when I wake up, you know, and I go and take my, my morning poop, I'm sitting on the toilet, is I will I will assemble my list for the day. And literally, I go into to-do and things that are like chiming off that says, hey, this needs to get done today, or this is stuff that I would like to do today. I start assembling my, the quote unquote, my day list. And that all gets put into priority. And I literally order it in in the order in which I would want to do it and I start working away at it and if there is and what I do is I mentally give myself a cutoff time if I tell myself by 10 o'clock I want to be playing Breath of the Wild on uh oh yeah I played some Breath of the Wild um this week um if I want to be playing Breath of the Wild by by 10 o'clock in front of that TV I need to put the stuff that I can I can pass on to tomorrow at the bottom of the list and stuff that I need to get done today at the top of the list. So if I got my, you know, um, my finances, which are some a task that I do and I have to like go through my receipts and like make sure my bills are paid and this and that, and that's done early. Yes. I will immediately move on to the next thing. Um, or if something at the end of the day, like let's, let's see what the fuck's on my list right now that I, that I wanted to do today that I probably can't because I decided to go, Grab Chinese food at the last second. Um, oh, I was going to go through my Plex, uh, my Plex pile and rip stuff, and then set up a queue to convert for tomorrow. But that is a such a long setup. But it's not a necessity to keep me going. If I had to sacrifice that today, I'm going to sacrifice that today, and I just won't convert anything tonight. But I aim to convert something in Plex every single day. Because I have a pile of shit to convert. But if the universe works against me and I just can't do it, I just can't do it that day. What so. happens if you don't have a list? Uh, Adriano would probably just crawl up and... <laughs> what the hell? Cease to function. But you can't just freestyle a day? Yeah, you no, can't just... No, I, I really can't. I honestly cannot. It, uh, and and, and the, the craziest part is I also have a separate account and a separate work account and a task manager for my work life. So when I go to work... I have one set up for that day already and my personal one goes away and that eight hours I reference my work oh my, my work one. and then at the end of the day that one gets packed away and stuff same thing that stuff gets passed on to tomorrow or whenever I need to and then then you know the personal account kicks in and I, I go back to doing that and then and then oh my god the few times where those two worlds have to mix like my work and my personal one boy that's a that's a wild day <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Uh, like, I feel like you're spending a lot of time managing 
and not a lot of time doing the stuff you're managing. Yes, I, I will say is I do overmanage my own life. Because one of the things I also found is if I'm really unmotivated to do something and it's an optional thing, mm. then I find that it's best just to wait for a motivation because then I'll just rip through it usually. Y- y- yes, and, and that is true. Like there are like I tell myself I want to read every day. I want to pick up a book and read a chapter every single day. But I know that can't happen. And instead of like, oh, I have seven minutes, I'm going to rip through this chapter. If I know I can't do it, I will sacrifice that for that day because I would rather just put it on a day where I can appreciate it and then do something else. It's like, okay, I can either do two tasks half-assedly today or do one of those tasks good today and do the other one better tomorrow. And I would rather do that. So, you know, there's like, I can compromise with myself. It's just, I do need a guideline in my a, a, a guidebook in my life which is a task manager i wouldn't be able to operate without one uh matt what's new with you uh so i've been uh i've been hitting rage too hard uh, pretty uh, pretty hard right recently i've uh, been hitting up the the photo mode quite a bit been trying that out and grabbing some pretty nice shots well i mean i'm biased but um no, but yeah they're good gra- though well, well thank you um, like i've said to you multiple times that like your your shots look like what i would think they would release as promotional material for the game. Well, thank you. Um, it's uh, photo mode in every game though is troublesome for me because now I have like an instinct where I'm in a scene. And even if it's an action scene, I'll be like, wait a second, that, that light's pretty good. And I'll like run over and pause the game, put it into photo mode. Well, I got to move over a little bit to the left and like run over and like, so yeah. Um, so games take a long time for me to get through. Um, I'm probably, I like really went for a rip actually through rage. It's rage Two. Uh, it's a big improvement on the first one for sure. And, uh, I think I'm, I'm probably 70% through. That's pretty uh, the, impressive for a, uh, you don't play many single player games anymore. Uh, yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, I was kind of like tied up in games as a service like Adriano was. Um, but, uh, for the most part, that's kind of, it's not gone by the wayside. It's just, it's not like a constant, constant thing. Um, as of right now, for whatever reason, I think it just comes and goes. It's games as a service, just sort of as it goes. Um, because like, for example, Red Dead is dead, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest. Uh, Red Dead Online is pretty much dead in terms of updates for us that we're interested in. So, but we yeah, finished, I, we finished 76 too. So we finished 76 as well. And, uh, yeah. So really I've just been about like, I've been, uh, ripping through that game. I think I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember off the top. I'm probably like nine plus hours in. So I'm saying 70% because there's like a tree in the game. So you know how Assassin's Creed has like, uh, well, in some of them, they have like a tree of people you need to kill. Mm-hmm. I have like a tree of tasks and like people to meet and stuff like that. Uh, so I have two of the trees in the middle and there's three. So there's like a beginning one, done that, three in the middle at the one level, working on that, and then... One at the end, which is like the last dude or whatever, last boss. I'm done the two in the middle and I got one more and I went over there and I got my ass kicked. So I got to come back and I'm just doing a little bit of grinding. Uh, I'm upgrading my uh, my gear and whatnot. And uh, then I'll head back over there. So I'm basically just looking for more weapons and more abilities. Because one thing I, I, I will or I have noticed is there's a lot of areas in the map that I haven't been. And I'm just wondering whether the story brings me out there because the story's kind of brought me everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I think there's, I want to say there's 10 weapons. I don't know if that's right, but um, I think there's 10 like major weapons and I only have three. 
So I don't know how much is side stuff or like how much they're going to load me up for the end boss type of thing. Like, I'm just not sure how that works yet. Yeah. But yeah, I've been I've been ripping through it. Uh, it's been pretty awesome. And yeah, that's pretty is much it, what I've been doing. Is it better than the first one? Yeah, the first one. OK, so the first one. So I've, I've tried the first one a few times now uh, over and over again over the years. I tried it on PS3 and I tried it on the on the PC. And this game is same same planet as far as I remember. Same. Oh, no, it is literally because you're in the same city in one part. So same planet. Uh, you know, same generic storyline. I don't know how the story of the, of the first one ends. The weird thing about the first one was it was like an old school shooter I found. An old school shooter with not updated mechanics put into a free roaming game. And to compensate for that, they gave you like a Jeep. And that was it. That 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 was my impression of it. So it was like you have to make manual saves and you have to... Be be careful because if you go through this six hour level, or I mean, it's probably not that long, but like a long level, and you get killed, then you're and you didn't save except for in the beginning of that level, then you gotta go back. And so it there were there were just some sort of old mechanics I found, but this game is fully, it's sort of fully shooterized, if you will, modern shooterized. You're sliding around, you're shooting at stuff, you're. You know, you're uh, doing, like, style kills, and you're doing special abilities, and you have, like, all these crazy abilities because you have this special armor and stuff like that. So this game is basically taking the interesting sort of wasteland planet of the first game and just bringing it up to snuff in modern sense. Better vehicles, better mission structure, you actually know where you're going more, uh, and it's not boring. The first game was... The first, like the first, first boring. the first rage was boring. Yeah. It's it's one of those games. I think I was telling Ryan the other day that I still tell myself I'm going to play the first rage. It's I have it installed on Steam and I have the 360 copy still out, readily accessible. It's it it is like you might like it, Adriano, but because some people do really like it, it has good like pretty good vehicle combat and and whatnot. But it's just one of those games where like John Goodman's one of the I don't know what his character name is, but he's like a voice of one of the characters. And I remember that intro sequence really well. And I remember even a lot of the sequences later in the game. So there's really good story beats in the first game. And iconic locations. And like I even remember some of the names of the places and stuff like that. But the first game failed because it was more like, go to, you know, go talk to... Uh, there was like, there's like this crazy doctor guy that's in that's in this in the first game and it's like go talk to this crazy doctor guy so you drive all the way out which takes like 10 minutes you drive all the way out to his facility you get out of your car you go inside you go through this little thing you talk to him you can't even get up close to him because he's this crazy guy behind glass in a lab and he's like oh go do this for me and then you drive out you drive all the way over then you got to remember to save all along this then it's like oh i'm out of ammo or whatever so now it's like well now i got to scrounge for stuff whereas this game is more so Sure, it has those parts because it's an open world game, but it has it like, for example, um, I mean, spoiler ish. I'm not going to tell the details of the uh, of the mission, but uh, basically you go into this city and it's a city from the first game and you help the mayor. But when you help the mayor, you help the mayor by going like the mayor wants you to talk to somebody. You go talk to somebody. That person wants you to do these two tasks. You do those two tasks. Those immediately lead you to this task, which leads you to these three big events, which then ends the story of that city. Like that's it jumps you. It's like jump, 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 jump. Whereas the other games like drive here, go back, drive here, go back, drive here. So this game just kind of made the flow good, and the graphics are insane. So that helps. 
Uh, as for myself, I was doing um, Last of Us Part Two all day and all night. Damn. I beat the game. Uh, it took me 25 hours, according to my very final autosave. And I am now going back and trying to get collectibles and hopefully can platinum the game. How many uh, hours do you expect to platinum at this point? Um, it's hard to say because you need to upgrade all of your character upgrades and your weapon upgrades. And to do that, you need to find like parts throughout the game. Mm. Um, so that might take... Honestly, it might take another playthrough almost. Yeah, so. I feel like it'll probably be at least another playthrough, but it looks like... Because I was actually looking with with some friends as we were playing something earlier today that the level of uh, platinum completion for that game already, and I think it's already like almost 2% of people have platinumed it. Oh, wow. Are, okay. are any so. aspects of the game open world? Yeah, yeah open actually. world areas. But I would, I, they're not they're not open world in the traditional sense. It's like it's more like a, a exploration thing. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can go to different areas and discover things. There's open mm-hmm. concept areas that have miniature like exploration stories within them. But it's not. Is like it a fair big open to? World. I don't know who's played Dead Space Three. Is it fair to compare it to that almost for? I have played Dead Space Three, but I don't remember. Okay. Any kind of open world areas. Okay. I was going to compare it to Uncharted 4, but I don't think you've played that either, right? No, in fact, actually, I kind of want to play that first before I go on to... Um, you probably should if you just wanted like, the natural progression yeah, of, of uh, Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog yeah. Um, well, then you got to start all the way back with Crash Bandicoot. Oh, I did those. I did, I did the good <laughs> Crash Bandicoots back on the PlayStation days. The good ones, yeah. The fucking the remakes are terrible. <laughs> we talked about this last, yeah. last time. <laughs> but I do... I love The Last of Us 2. I am so happy with it. He loves it. I love it. Now, do you think they're going to do another like DLC pack that's because uh, Left Behind takes he's not. They're not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would have been cool, but there's a lot of game in The Last of Us 2. I don't do think. Do you think there's going to be a Last of Us Part 3? Uh without spoiling anything? I would say no, but All I also right. think people a lot of people said that they didn't want a sequel. To right. the first one. They didn't want the, this sequel. They, yeah, they didn't want this okay. sequel, and those people are now, like, it was worth it. Um, but, I mean, it's one of those things where, it's, first of all, it's already rare to make a sequel. That That's good. To make a third one is even more rare. Yeah. Um, so I don't want them to kind of do it unless they really know what they're doing. And, and I trust Neil Druckmann. That, I mean, um, he, he did both the first game and, and Uncharted 4, and I really liked Uncharted 4. So it's an all-star cast too, right? Like, yeah, they they're all well versed in the industry, and like they know <clears throat> how to convey characters and tell a story, and like invest that emotional energy into it too. Yeah. So it's not like they couldn't do it, but it's like, should they? But I also wouldn't mind them taking another seven years to do it. I'm fine with waiting that long. If that if it if it takes that long to make a great game, mm-hmm. I'm fine with waiting. So gotcha. How about how about if they don't even relate it story-wise cuz the world, I mean I haven't played the second one, but the world of the first one is interesting enough and I'm I'm sure it's still They definitely expanded the world in the second mm-hmm. one, yeah. So yeah. like what if they do like, you know, I don't know, the other coast or something, you know, really far oh, away. I'd be, I'd be perfectly fine with that too, yeah. Just two entirely different characters. Yeah, I'd be yeah. I'd be perfectly in happy the with same that universe. Too. Could be 10 years down the line. Could be mm-hmm. like in the period of time that 
is skipped in the beginning of the first game, right? Those 20 years yeah. between Outbreak and then the story of Joel could um could have something somewhere else where it's the world isn't quite overtaken yet, but it is still like more recently modern post-apocalyptic. Trump second administration, right? His second <laughs> term. Oh, oh, no, the Outbreak was in 2013 in the canon. Mm-hmm. So, well, oh, it's actually more. not like I thought it was one of those present day, you know. Well, oh. so, so it was so it was Obama's administration. That's right. Damn it. Hey. They were right. They were all right. Every single one of them. <laughs> they weren't because we're, we made it through and <laughs> it's alternate timeline. <laughs> but it's funny though, you can find little uh the, the fat PS3s um, mm-hmm. in some people's homes and stuff. Yeah. In, in this first, like in, school you go to, there's a PS3 with like uncharted on the on the yeah. entertainment unit and stuff. Oh, yeah. In this new game you can find yeah. it. Right? In oh, two, yeah. Cool. I have a screenshot in like this uh I think it's like a daycare or a school or something. There's like a wall-mounted TV that just goes down to a tiny table with a PS3 on it and like two yeah. controllers and there's Uncharted and uh, something else on there. Uh, there's Vitas in the game as well. And oh, really? <laughs> one of the funny things they, they talked about in getting the Vita into that game, because even though they're both like they're owned by Sony, right? They're, they still had to follow the rules um, with using a Vita. Yeah, the licensing. And one of them was that the screen cannot break. <laughs> that's amazing so I, I saw someone like shooting it in the game and it did nothing to it <laughs> i mean that's super easy to to fulfill right just yeah yeah, yeah. it was just funny that's funny this game that's like super detailed and realistic and then there's the vita nut <laughs> it yeah. doesn't break it's just a nokia over here because <laughs> I, I i like i like when they put like actual products in um video games Instead of like the fake alternate versions, and we know what they're talking about, but they just mm-hmm. don't want to use any. Uh, has anyone played Gone Home? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm assuming they changed it for the Xbox and the PlayStation release, but on PC, like in the actual audio dialogue, when she's reflecting about time with her sister, she actually mentions, and you can go find it in the house, like a Super Nintendo, and you can go find the Super Nintendo oh, yeah, in yeah. the house. Hmm. And and I was always kind of curious to know if in the PlayStation, and the Xbox version, if they actually alter that or they left it in there. You'd love the Yakuza games then, because like everything that you can buy in that game is just a real thing. You can buy Seven Up in that game. You can yep. literally go to the store really? and buy Seven yeah, Up. You can, yeah, you can buy you can buy Boss Coffee from vending machines. I like see, so yeah, that that stuff yeah. I like. It's all it, just real shit. It, it it killed me because when you are in when we played like the Division and we're going around <laughs> like I think Times Square, right? It's really just called Sports Bar. Yeah, they, they all they all do the generic uh, the generic like nondescript names. And then and then we went to go try to find uh, the Ed Sullivan Theater. That's right. It was, yeah, it was just theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say, like, there are a lot of angry people online um, for the Last of Us Part Two. Why are they angry? I can't tell you why they're angry. Um, Has anything to do with muscles? No. <laughs> what's, that, what's that even? What's that even mean? What people apparently people are upset about the lack of Joel's muscles in this game. Oh, apparently he's he's he's, he's, he's not enough. as buff in, as the first one. And people are upset by that. I mean, he's, he's, an he's old getting man. older. Yeah, he's an old man. yeah, yeah. I I understand why people are upset, but I mean, they came to this game for the wrong reason. Then they they I, I feel like they lacked an understanding of what The Last of Us is about. And um, are you gatekeeping The Last of Us right now? Are you saying they're fake fans? Yeah, I am. All right. I'm just saying Damn. that that I'm just saying that they took they 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 took away the Last of Us from Neil Druckmann, made it their own, and then got angry when Neil Druckmann took his game and did something with it. Mm-hmm. 
Don't you love it? That's my problem. Go in with a certain idea of what they want something to be, and then they get mad when it's not. Yeah, Star Wars. (coughs) Yes. Any any fandom. Star Star Wars fucking sucks though. I'm gonna make Star Wars. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, uh, go on stories here. Let's uh, yeah get into the top stories. There you go, Adrian. There's a little uh, little dig for you. Pokemon MOBA. Mm, I really like the the headline of this, but no, <laughs> oh, oh everything but the last part. But I love the Twitter posts after that Nintendo Direct. Everything was just like, man, I fucking got out of bed for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because they did they do it? They're they're live from like Japan, right? And so yeah, yeah. get up early. Yeah, there's a streamer that's pretty well known for like nintendo stuff and so, he like he got up for the pokemon snap one and he was so he was so excited so then there was another one and he was like oh shit like i'm definitely streaming this one too and and <laughs> i i, I should have like, no. i should have known better because i watched it and they announced it was 10 cent that was part of this mm-hmm. and i that that should have been like my clue right there but i had the impression that it was going to be a pc like ask keyboard mouse proper moba from Nintendo, from Tencent, or no, sorry, from from just like the the just MOBA in general, because it's it's Tencent with um, I don't see it here, but oh yeah, um, I don't think I got that. Yeah, uh, so so like like when they when they showed the MOBA and it was like a five v five, I'm like, oh my god, if it's if it's ten players, I'm like, this is this might be on PC, like this might be a full fledged MOBA, and then it wasn't until. The article after the factory came, and the headlines right here is it's on Switch and mobile, and he immediately just gave it like this cheap, trashy <laughs> feel to it. And it's like, oh, I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> I'll probably download it, install it, and launch it, and make the account just because you know I'm an idiot. But uh, I'll probably will never actually play this. This is another games as a service game too, though. Yeah, mo- mobiles are. But I'm That's saying pretty- you're trying to get away from them. Yeah, but I also want to give like, like I want to give it a shot. Like I'm not, I'm not going to completely just cut myself off. Like I, I, the games of a service are still going to be part of of my of my gaming. I just, I'm trying to keep it under control. I'm trying to keep it even. So were you I'd, expecting it to be on PC? Yeah, yeah. When was the last time Nintendo released an official <laughs> yeah. game on PC though? Yeah, but like we're also in the age of you know people kind of easing up on platform restrictions and crossplay and i thought oh maybe maybe if there's a moba they'll they'll do yeah a but PC this is release. nintendo though. yeah they're like if anyone is protective of their ips it's nintendo well especially they, they when have, it's the biggest they have super mario IP galaxy in the world. they have a super mario galaxy um on a on nvidia shield in japan like it's not and not they have that out- ubisoft game yeah, they have a Ubisoft game and they release stuff on iOS. So it's like, yeah, Nintendo is going to take longer to, you know, get their feet wet, but I, I can see them eventually doing that. And you think this is what would be their PC debut? N- no, no, I didn't. I, and, and in hindsight, yes, like I, I should have known better watching the video, but I just got excited when it was Pokemon MOBA. I'm like, yeah, but in, and this one sounds like they're making it uh, more accessible, probably for younger fans, mm-hmm. I'd imagine. Um, this comes to us from GameSpot. Um, yeah, they're saying that they're working on making it accessible. Uh, here's how the battles will work, will work, though. So the matches are 5v5, and uh, they take place, obviously, on a mobile-like map. It splits it into half. That represents your teams. Uh, each side is littered with several control points that can be used to score goals. Battles will take place in real time. As you progress through battles, your Pokemon will level up and learn new moves. Uh, and each Pokemon has a unique y- unit. Uh, unit move? Or Unite move? 
a unite unique <laughs> unite move. Uh, but unlike standard Pokemon, uh, there aren't type advantages. The side that scores the most points uh, wins by the end of the game. So pretty basic MOBA, I guess. Um, I did play I mean, a Star for... Wars MOBA on mobile, and um, it was pretty pretty basic. Which one was that? I can't remember the name of it. It's for a touchscreen, though. That makes sense. Yeah. But, um, the, the, MOBAs have gotten some popularity on, on, on mobile uh, games, though. Yeah, and, and there's very slowly, well, not very slowly, Quave pretty much replaced um, RTSs in the competitive scene. Right. Um, except for, except for, like, I think Japan, like, RTSs are still the uh, more popular for competitive than, than MOBAs, but pretty much in the U.S., it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's MOBAs now. MOBA. I, think that, I think that's because a lot of the people that play RTS games, short of maybe the StarCraft folk, they wanted more, and the new RTS games are much more involved, Anno 1800, Stellaris, two big examples. Those can't really be esports because you could ha- easily have a 14-hour campaign in Stellaris and you could get totally screwed over by some random space event. But it's because it's supposed to be realistic space, you know, whatever. You know, if something if something happens and destroys your empire that's completely out of your control, then it's like, well, that's what happens, you know. But that's sort of more what I think RTS players wanted, whereas... The old RTS games were simpler because they were older and therefore could be played quickly because there were less mechanics. Where now it's like, I'm going to quickly build my army in Stellaris. It's going to be one hour. And it's like, all right. <laughs> and now on to our sponsor spot, I guess. Like, what are we going to show? Yeah. Well, I hope it does well. I'm going to give it a go, I think. I was uh, going to say, yeah. like, I've been I've been giving mobile games and that sort of thing more of a chance if it's coming from like a reputable source like Nintendo, like I actually played Pokemon Quest, like I beat Pokemon oh, wow. Quest, which was you know kind of whatever, pretty rudimentary, but it, mm-hmm. it was kind of like once you know like some of the strategies and like like team compositions that you can create, it's like it can be pretty easy to get through, and it's like okay, it was like a little satisfying, you know, eight hours of gameplay kind of thing. Um. But if it's like a MOBA, like I, to be honest, I haven't even watched the trailer for it because I'm just like, I've never liked MOBAs. I used to try playing them back in the Warcraft 3 days online, but I've never liked them. Should play some Heroes of the Storm. That's a definitely okay MOBA. Nothing special. I don't know. It's just, I they just don't appeal to me at all. Yeah. Aren't they shutting that down? No, no, no. We go through this every <laughs> fucking time. They're not, sh- they're still releasing characters, they're still making updates. All they stopped. Actually, isn't May coming? What isn't May coming to? Uh, uh, this is news to me. Yeah, and if if she is, I'm probably going to fire it up for a bit. But didn't they didn't they get rid of like all the esports stuff about? Yes, it? there's no official Blizzard tournaments anymore for Heroes of the Storm. That's all they stopped. That's all they fucking stopped. <laughs> yes. And people just yeah, think do like, you know, I know, do you know I what know. you sound like? You sound like me when I was all about BlackBerry. <laughs> That's sad. I mean, aren't you still though? I mean, I still really like them, but like I realize that <laughs> they've had their problems, you know. Yes, but but BlackBerry has problems. That's there's a difference. No, though. no, no, Heroes no, no. Of the Storm well, is still I, running. What I mean is, is I was in like denial. For I'm a not long in. Time. Yeah, but I'm not in denial because there's nothing wrong with Heroes of the Storm. Like it's still running. That's They're what I used to say too. Jesus Christ, Matt. <laughs> denial I'm just is saying, just a river in Egypt. Fuck. Sometimes I'll I just want to. I'll be your sponsor during this challenging time. Yeah, sometimes I just want to fucking kick you. Oh my god. Oh, Jesus. Oh my, my god. god. 
trying to trying to help you out from your heroes of the storm no, addiction. No, no, you're not. You're not, you're, not help, you're, not, you're not helping. I know what you're doing. You're not helping. <laughs> what? What do you mean? You know what I'm doing? Yeah, I'm helping you out. I'm helping you out. Everyone All here. Right. Everyone listening to this. There's nothing wrong with heroes of the storm. It's here to stay. All right. Uh, EA is planning to double down on Star Wars games from now on. This comes to us from GameSpot. Um, so yeah. So, they... in- so instead of one every three years, they're going to do. <laughs> One well, yeah, and a half most, every three years. That's the most crazy thing about their whole ten-year plan is they haven't really done anything, produced much. It's like Battlefront one and two, Galaxy of Heroes. Uh, oh, you're counting that? That they they count that. Mm. I don't count it. They count it. I mean, it makes a lot of money, right? It does. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order, and then this new Squadrons game. Right, so and sorry, am I reading this right? The Old Republic is part of that quote unquote. Yeah, because that was going count? beforehand, and it's still going. And uh, that is that is legacy. That is not considered canon. That is that isn't part of Legends now. Yeah. Yeah. I know it feels weird to play it. Yeah, it's like it. It almost feels like this is it's fan fiction. That's what it is. Essentially, it's, it's, it's a like it's a property approved fan fiction. Yeah. You know. So you know it, what? It, it it it's kind of like, um. Like a toy box, like kids don't like have Spider-Man action figures and stuff, and then play out canon stories. It's like a digital toy box. If you want to run around and and fly around different cities and stuff like that, and have a lightsaber, then you can play Old Republic with your I friends. Mean, it was my first MMO, and I was more than happy with it. Uh, not not having anything to compare it to. Hey guys, um, but I I liked it. Hey guys, you want you want to get into Star Trek Online? I thought yes. you were going to say Heroes of the Storm. I was going to say Adriano. I'm literally going to have to help you. Come on, bud. Star, but, Star Trek, Star Trek Online. Huh? I downloaded it and I offered to play it, and then everyone ignored me. No, 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 no. When when was this conversation? I this don't remember. This was probably five years ago when you oh. when you when you said the same thing on the podcast. Nah, we have a public. A fucking, we have a public. That's a fucking a lifetime. That doesn't file, count. And then you guys were like, "Let's play it," and I downloaded that's, it, did the tutorial, got to the multiplayer part, told you guys, no one downloaded count. it, and no one played that's, it. That's that's 2015, nope. Adriano. That doesn't count. Nope. Jesus. All right. In a fireside chat, EA executives spoke about how the company plans to double down on Star Wars after the huge success of Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2, Galaxy of Heroes, and Jedi Fallen Order uh, more recently. Uh, Up is my hope. Up and to the right, EA EA CEO Andrew Wilson (laughs) said, but where he hopes the company uh, will take Star Wars in the future. Uh, We have a tremendous relationship with Disney. We have a tremendous relationship with Lucas. We have a longstanding relationship with them going all the way back to Star Wars The Old Republic that we launched in 2011. Uh, we've had success in first-person shooters and RPGs and action and adventure and MMORPGs and mobile. And I believe we're going to have success with squad- squadrons as well. Uh, we're going to double down on that partnership. Disney continues to be very, very committed to the IP and to the canon. Now, I only want really one thing from EA in terms of a Star Wars game, and it was the one they canceled. Um, 1313? Or... No, the other one. The one that Amy Henning was working on. Oh, the, that's and the... Un- supposed to be like a... Uncharted, yeah. Uncharted-esque. Yeah. And it was more like customization of your character and stuff. I just want to make my own character. I can't believe yeah, there's no but, open world Star Wars game yeah. that's just single player. Yeah, yeah, but the problem is is if as soon as you start doing customizable characters, like that creates a canon problem with Star Wars. But you can do it like. in squadrons, so that's a start, I think. Yes, but like like the the thing though, the the arguable thing about that squadrons game is your pilot is just lost into the mix of millions of other pilots. If that but character they also have uh, canon images of the pilots. Yeah. Yeah, so. exactly. It's it's just like, but like your random character doesn't count. Um, yeah, yeah. 
just what if what if it's something like i mean it would it be this easy like there were probably kids books in universe couldn't you just say this is a like play it off as a story of the star wars universe i don't think we have to get that serious you know what i mean i think you could just have a random character or do it like bioware does where they have a canon figure like like shepherd right he looks like that in the canon but you can make your own character and do whatever the hell you want man whatever mm. happened to those games where you could load the old save what do you mean what, what you yeah. know like how in when you played mass effect one you make some choices whatever and you go to play mass effect two you can load your choices in yeah oh how, like via a survey or actually loading the save like however they you're right that but, doesn't happen in a while i don't think and i've Is heard it? people complain about games that have trouble they're like how do we get this info into the other game it's like we used to do it like 10 years ago <laughs> was the well, witcher 3 the last game that did it maybe that's the, a good the, point. The difference is the games that they're probably making, they just it doesn't matter. The choices you make probably just don't matter. That's why they're probably not doing it. Okay, yeah, it's usually RPGs, right? Yeah. So there's not too many RPGs or not as much as there used to be, it seems. Mm-hmm. Because Bioware kind of went and made Anthem. Oh, fucking Anthem. And then <laughs> and then Bethesda made uh an eternal followed game that just continues on forever. So I love how much you guys complain about that game. Mine currently doesn't work. Oh, yeah, you, you can't boot into it, right? Yep. Yeah, just like me and the Division for that month and a half. <laughs> uh, All right, let's get into this next bit here. Um, Xbox is explaining what optimize for Xbox Series X means for games. Uh, again, from GameSpot. Um, so I guess it comes down to three things in particular in terms of the hardware. Um the three things are features like ray tracing, frame rates up to 120 frames, and near instant loading times. So I guess that's all that they mean optimized for. Is that enough? I mean, it's kind of the summary of the differences between current gen and next gen. Like the only differences, really. Yeah. Right? Other than I guess like more polygons so if if a game meets two out of these three criteria is it considered optimized <laughs> yeah, i guess not i guess not no does it have to meet all of these criteria they said three pillars three pillars yeah do you think if they can't make it work for a certain game they'll just fucking scrap it and be like no you can't can't have it work well no, i don't think they're, they're not gonna get the badge on it that said it's optimized yeah. yeah um here are some of the games that will be optimized however assassin's creed valhalla uh, a bunch of ones I don't know. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> what? Call <laughs> of the Sea? You don't know Chivalry 2? Do you? Yes. Is it big? It's big on the PC scene, yeah. All right, Chivalry 2. Uh, Dirt 5, FIFA 21, Gears 5, Halo Infinite, Hitman 3, Madden NFL 21, Marvel's Avengers, Outriders, Scarlet Nexus, Scorn, Second Extinction, The Ascent, The Medium, Vampire, The Masquerade, Bloodlines 2. And, oh, man, uh, the medium. Like a dragon. So a lot of those games were the ones they announced. Um, a lot of those last ones there, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I got a question. Is this badge, just for the first couple of years, or I forget the, the time frame was, but remember they said that exclusives for Xbox, or however that worked, but there's going to be some crossover, obviously. Like Cyberpunk is going to be on Xbox One, for example. And I'll, I know that one's not exclusive, but like Cyberpunk is going to be on Xbox One and Xbox Series X. Is this badge just going to be during this transitionary period, a year or two? I'd and imagine then, so. But you know what I mean? What I'm wondering is, like, is there going to be a game that's only on Series X that isn't optimized? That's what I mean is, like, 
it does is the badge indicative that a game was upgraded and has an upgraded version but can play back like it, it's also on xbox one mm-hmm. or are all xbox one or excuse me all xbox series x games that it will only work on series x are they going to get the badge that's a good question I, and i don't i do not know i feel like this is a just because a transitionary like hey this game thing? is also upgradable or whatever it's if probably just a marketing thing um because I think even even the PS4 had like PS4 Pro enhanced or something like that, something on the box that would tell you, you know, it ran better if you had a PS4 Pro. Yeah, I think that's the case here. Um, but as far as I can tell, it would only be Series X games. You wouldn't you wouldn't buy an Xbox One game and see a badge on there optimized for Series X, right? I would hope not. I would, yeah, <laughs> that I would be think weird. So. This That'd is great weird. on the thing that you don't have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, please purchase this. <laughs> But but it could be played on the Series X. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Does that somehow upgrade it, or do you need a whole separate version? Like 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 with the uh, 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 Cyberpunk, right? You need to physically upgrade to a new version, right? Do you? I think so. I would imagine that it's just like you have a disc, and it functions like if you're buying the Xbox One version, and then you get an Xbox Series X down the line, but it counts as one of those like upgradable titles. Like say it's like. Yakuza 7, for example. And then you throw it into your Series X, it probably just downloads like another 30 gigs as an update, and now it's the considered like the upgraded version. Yeah, the light the license key is the disc. Like it's the disc yeah. is just the license key. That that's probably makes a lot of sense. Like that's how I would imagine them doing it. I I haven't read anything on it, but that's the just kind they've... of what would be the easiest for them to implement and for people to like, as a user experience, it'd be the easiest thing. Because people are already used to that. You buy a brand new game, you pop it in, and then there's a 30-gig day one, 30 gig day one update. From the way they talk about it, though, it sounds like they would say, like, oh, if you bought Cyberpunk on an Xbox One, you get a free upgraded version on, on a Series X. Mm-hmm. I figured that would mean it would be a whole new... Like, let's say it had a whole the badge version. on the top of the icon that said, Xbox One, and then a badge on the top of the icon that says Series X. Yeah, like it like would simply that... attach the Series X ones to your account. Yeah, like I think I think with Cyberpunk specifically, I think I I read that as those are two separate UPCs, two separate transactions, and they're just simply saying if you have this one, we will give you this one as like a full digital download. Yeah, but then when you yeah. look at the when you look at like some of the, the the Microsoft first party stuff, I think what they're just simply saying is no matter what Gears Five. Or sorry, you're playing Gears Five. No matter what system you're on, Xbox One, Xbox One S, XD, whatever version, it's just it's going to be smart. It's going to be smart enough to know and to just to give you that the best version for your system. Also uh, included in this list was, um, or was it, the Avengers? Right? Yeah, the Marvel's mm-hmm. Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also you're getting a free upgrade on onto the ps5 as well if you own the ps4 version mm. so that'll be nice all right uh next here um this was kind of shocking kind of news i wasn't really expecting but mixer is shutting down um the reason why i didn't expect it is because they just like paid multi-million dollar contracts to get some pretty big, get some big names Switch. Yeah. ninja mm-hmm. shroud day yeah. one patch yeah oh, yeah big names 10 million dollar contracts baby 
Um, so they, they kind of just announced it randomly. Um, they're transitioning it over to Facebook Gaming instead. Um, so as of July 22nd, Mixer sites and apps will redirect users to Facebook Gaming. Um, the decision comes just months after Microsoft shelled out millions of dollars to acquire some of the biggest streamers from Twitch. However, viewership remained low in comparison to other platforms. Um, do you guys feel like this was a little premature? Yes. Yeah. Give it, it another two years, probably. Yeah, I was going to say another year, see how it is. One of the one of the stats I heard, though, was that uh, Twitch's viewership went up since everyone was quarantining at home, and Mixer's not so much. <laughs> hmm. And so they probably found that pretty odd. Well, <laughs> I, no I wonder if they there. if they had purchased... I mean, this would be like dumping a lot of money in, but I would, I would love to know the specific numbers for Shroud and Ninja, and if their numbers went up in relation to the COVID numbers like Twitch did, like within, you know, you do the math there and there's, let's say they also went up, those two streamers went up. Like, like that amount. same percentage? That same percentage, yeah. Or yeah. like within, you know, margin of error. Then, I mean, it's Microsoft. You could just go and buy more streamers. Not to be not to be that blunt, but you could. Well, here's the crazy thing. I heard that they offered Ninja and Shroud um, to come to Facebook Gaming. And I think they both said no, and they had to be bought out of their contracts uh, for for potentially tens of millions of dollars. Yeah, I know for like a rough estimate, Shroud, I think, got $10 million for eight months of work on Mixer. (laughs) Yeah, and I think Ninja's buyout was like $30 million, something like that. (laughs) Like, how how do you compare... How do you, you know, you buy these, you, you have Mixer open for a relatively short amount of time, probably a little over a year, something like that. I can't remember. And then you purchase these big streamers, you sign them, and then there's, I mean, admittedly a worldwide event. And then you see someone else's, you know, your competitors' stats go up, and then you just throw in the towel. If you put all that money in just a few months prior, eight months prior-ish, to get these streamers, shouldn't you have been a little more dedicated to your platform? Or was it was it like was were those deals where they bought Ninja and Shroud internally, like within Microsoft or within Mixer, were they so bureaucratic to get ready that they were just like, man, we're, we might be shutting down, but like we have the purchase order, so let's just do it. Uh, they actually launched January fifth, twenty sixteen. They've been running for four years as yeah. BMIO or as Mixer. Um, because I know that Beam IO. Oh no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Beam. It was launched in 2016. I guess it was rebranded as Mixer in 2017. Three years still, though. I mean, yeah, that's still not that long. I I feel like I feel like they should have waited for the launch of X Cloud. Like, see how how people are receptive to it when mixed in with your cloud streaming service. I mean, and then, I, I, and then if that fails, <laughs> I I agree with you there. I'm 100 percent with you. Yeah, I mean, like, not only that, but why not wait till the Series X comes out? That's what everyone was saying. Yeah. Is they were really surprised that they would have such a like. People, I think the most common phrase that was going around on the internet when that was announced was knee jerk reaction. Mm-hmm. Like it seems so quick, right before one of their biggest launches as a company in the history of Microsoft Game Studios, like, why right before a new console comes out? Yeah. It just seems so, like, almost tone-deaf to their own, like, goals? I don't know. Unless they're just trying to consolidate things. Microsoft uh, the- consolidate things? 
Yeah, but one one of the problems Apple ran into after they fired Steve Jobs was they just got into too many different types of products, and like the focus became too broad, and so so everything suffered overall when just trying to deal with too many things. And so I'm just wondering if they just want to focus on on making the Series X launch great and and trying to fight Sony uh, during this next uh, console generation hmm. instead of fighting Amazon and Twitch. The thing is, is the like the integration of Mixer into the dashboard was was super nice. There were several times where I would be. Did they like, take that away though in the recent update? I, I'm not sure about the most recent, but I remember like when it first came out and 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 a little bit into it as well. If I just needed background noise because I was waiting for someone to log in or something, they were late. I would just be like, oh, whatever, and I would just go over to the Mixer tab and just turn on a random stream, and that was super nice to kind of have everything all in one. It was kind of it. Well, it was nice to have. One platform just control everything with one account instead of jumping into a third party app, which would be Twitch, right? Right. Um, I, I, in hindsight, like I still feel like they, they should have been the ones to buy, uh, buy Twitch, but then they would have just fucked it up, and then another competitor would have came in and taken over anyways. Like they, they would have probably done to Twitch what they did with Skype, and then Zoom would have just. I don't know. Mixer, Mixer was okay. Mixer wasn't too bad. I think it was, yeah, like comparable. Twitch is gaining a lot of favor in this whole kerfuffle because of like the people that were basing their professions on Mixer, like they were dedicated to that platform. Like they didn't know that this was happening until it was announced. It's like, oh, by the way, maybe we should like let the people that use our platform and bring us money on this platform know that they're not going to have a platform (laughs) anymore. Mm -hmm. And there was no like, you know, internal messaging system no like notifications that were pushed to these people being like hey this is shutting down on this date like it was literally people that were mixer streamers found out by going on twitter and seeing that they had announced that they're shutting down the service like they weren't even contacted at all so twitch is gaining a lot of favor by offering partnership to people who were partnered on mixer and i think um a lot of that has happened actually today a lot of people have made the switch to uh to Twitch from Switch Mixer. to Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. Writes itself, eh? Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on here. Um, the former PlayStation boss, Sean Layden, who kind of left early, too, speaking of things kind of kind of ending early, um, he wasn't at PlayStation very long. Or, I mean, th- I think he was, but he wasn't head of like their games division for very long. Uh, but he weighed in on um, AAA game development being unsustainable. This comes to us from GameSpot. Uh, Sean Layden, the former boss of PlayStation, has weighed in his thoughts on the state of the AAA game business. He thinks it's unsustainable, speaking at Game Lab live conference. Um, he said the problem with the models is not sustainable. Uh, the world's biggest video games were developed on budgets. Oh, sorry. He recalled the days when the world's biggest video game budgets were developed on budgets around a million dollars. Now the cost of most AAA games uh, is between 80 million and 150 million. And he said that's before the marketing exp- expenses are factored in. Uh, he would like to see a, uh, the AAA industry return to the 12 to 15 hour AAA game. This would allow more people to actually finish the games uh, and the creative expression could be better too. Uh, he says, I would finish more games, first of all, and just like a well-edited piece of literature or a movie, looking at the discipline around uh, that could give us a tighter, more compelling uh, content. Now, someone from NPD uh, responded, a Matt Piscatella, 
um, saying that 10 to 15 hour games just don't sell at a level that would justify a two to three year development time. Now, Adriano, I know you probably want shorter games. Yeah, shorter the better. Um, would you pay more money for games, though? Uh, Although I guess that would solve maybe... So in the U.S., the, the, the $60 price of a game hasn't changed in years. Yeah. Um, we but the were... game costs are going up. Uh-huh. Uh, for me, personally, it wouldn't matter because i have imposed a rule on myself to only go with the subscription service xbox game pass and the only time i would buy a game flat out is if i intend on playing it in that day mm-hmm. like i'm like i'm no longer going to buy a game and shelve it because i got fucked over so many times on that so it doesn't it wouldn't personally affect me but uh yeah, like if they're going to up the cost of U.S. games to eighty dollars, and then up the cost of Canadian games to a hundred hundred dollars, um, that's that's a that's a weird one because really, like the games should be that expensive now based on inflation alone. Mm-hmm. Like that's what like games should be over the hundred dollar mark now, and they're not. So you know, I'm hundred percent. Oh, go ahead, Tim. Just yeah. Um, what's really funny is that. I was watching some YouTube videos um, where they like just random gameplays where people were literally talking about this exact issue, but they're in the States and they were talking about games with AAA budgets um, and how like they're surprised that I think their, their main issue was that games keep coming out with these major like DLC packs or they're coming out as games as a service plat- um, like distribution platform and stuff like that. And they were saying, like, you know, paying 60 bucks for a game, like, it's expensive. But I would rather just pay 80 bucks for a game and not have to deal with any of that shit. And then some of the other ones were going on, like, oh, you know, 80 bucks for a game? That's, 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 like, that's too much. I can't, I can't pay 80 bucks for a game. And I'm just sitting there watching this video, like, you motherfuckers have no idea how good you still have it paying $60 for a brand new game. And it's just because of the, like the dollar discrepancy that Canada's had to pay 80 bucks for games for like almost 10 years now. Yeah. yeah. And Australia has to pay a hundred mm-hmm. before tax. Like it's nuts. Yeah. They get fucked over. I don't understand uh, I- the, uh, the comments on it being like of, of Sean Layden. I mean, I don't understand his, his comments on saying it's unsustainable because how much money is Fortnite bringing in? They're not even charging for it at the gate. And I, and I agree with Adriano in saying that a, a retail price of a game maybe should be $100 if they're not gouging us for every little thing. Some of the packs in games, you know, just there's like a weekly rotating shop. That's the new thing, right? False urgency. If you don't buy it today, then it's gone. And when is it going to be back? You know, some digital yeah. item. Yeah. Those items can be $40 or more Canadian dollars. And if you're paying 80 for the game, talking before tax in Canadian dollars, paying 80 for the game, and then you log in and you want one of those things. You haven't earned any of the in-game currency. And now it's going to be gone in a day or a couple of days. So if you really want it, some people will just buy it. And so there's an additional 50% on top already. So I don't know what they mean by unsustainable because I don't think anyone's telling them that. I mean, obviously the market is, but I mean, no one was like, man, we should like, let, let's raise our budgets, you know, way high. Obviously they did this because they realized a bigger game can keep people in it longer to then have them spend more time and more money on the store 
And if the game is too grindy or too long, something like a Ubisoft game sells like shortcuts effectively, where you can shortcut to a certain level or whatever, depending on the game. Or uh, you don't have to grind for materials. You just get the materials when you purchase it. And so that, like, already they're getting that money. Like, I would love to know if they didn't charge for something that's that they've always charged for. So, like, Assassin's Creed. If they stopped, if they did not charge for Assassin's Creed Valhalla out of the gate, and they would never do this, but hypothetically, and they only charged for microtransactions that were more prominent than they were in Origins, because Origins, they were very ignorable. But if they went along the more games as a service-y sort of route, and they decided to make it so that the store was very prominent and it had cool things, and you could build a Viking village or whatever, and look at this cool village that you could build with these buildings, but these buildings are only available on the weekend. What are you going to do? Are you going to buy them now, or are you going to save up your Helix credits or whatever they were called in Origins? If they made the store more present, I would I would love to know the statistics on whether they would make more money from that store than they would from just the retail like cost of the game. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure why they don't think people would pay more than $60 because <clears throat> I remember it being $60 in Canada um, and then it r- rose to $80 and I'm not sure that game sales have gone down in Canada. Well, it, it it used to be eighty like long time ago, and then Nintendo Super, ago, yeah. yeah, and then it went down to sixty, then it came back up. I I remember buying Super Nintendo games for eighty bucks. I don't know why they're so if they like they feel so much that they need to avoid raising the the base price of the game. Because then people are going to bitch and complain and not buy the games. But people are bitching and complaining about the microtransactions. But I guess people are buying those, and so they're just yeah. like. Why and, we need to change? Yeah, but like people, people who don't want to spend that money are not going to spend it. I don't buy microtransactions. I can, I, I'm self disciplined to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, if if I don't want to, I don't have to pay that extra, extra twenty bucks. Also, people are people are are going to complain less about paying sixty bucks now and then twenty bucks later as opposed to paying eighty bucks in the moment. Yeah, it's still eighty bucks, but if you separate it by a couple months, people don't care. That's what I was gonna say. Like they're probably making infinitely more money by mm-hmm. charging people sixty bucks for a game now and then forty dollars yeah. every year after that for another content expansion than to just charge them you whatever a hundred bucks or eighty bucks or seventy five bucks up front. Yep. And then say like, oh yeah, well you'll get a, a season pass to all the content that's coming out. But uh, the numbers would be interesting to see on that because both of those situations already happen, obviously. Like, we have season passes for games that come out um, and then you get all the content they ever release or you pay just for the base version of the game and then you can buy, you can cherry pick which content expansions you actually want for way too much money per one. And then they also have ones where it's a season pass, but that's literally, like, it means literally that season. You only get that year's content. And then the next year you have to buy the pass again. It's like another $60. Mm-hmm. There's just so many different pay schemes that they have set up for different games. It would be really interesting to compare the overall like profits for each individual um, strategy. I'm not sure if I agree with this NPD analyst who says that fifteen or 10 to 15 hour games just don't sell at the level that would justify a two to three year development time because they just don't make those type of games anymore. So how can we really say that they wouldn't sell? What about and control? The first last of, uh, is that like 10 to 15 hours? It's oh, certainly it, more traditional. In it length. also didn't sell very well though. As well. Yeah. But like, I mean that that's just an example. I mean, but something like the last of us was probably like 15 hours, the first one. And, mm-hmm. and that sold a ton. 
And I know that was six, though, right? six years ago or six, seven years ago. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just feel like if you made a good game that was 15 hours, people would buy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I think I have to disagree with you on that. If The Last of Us 2 was 15 hours, people would have bought it in the same amount they bought it currently oh sorry are you saying though like at a price hike like if they if no, they, no. oh so, yeah yeah then i agree yep yeah i'm yeah. just saying i think if you made a damn good game that everyone was excited about that was only 15 hours it mm-hmm. would still sell well well yeah. what would what would generate that excitement though so for example the first last of us came out in an era in which these 10 to 15 hour games were pretty prominent um and like there were bigger games coming out but it was you know there was they were still viable so the first one generated the excitement for part two. Sure. So what generated the excitement for control? Well, there wasn't excitement. Um, but but that that's exactly it. Back in the day, but, I mean, what, but you would be control... like, man, that's cool. I would, I'll go do that. Now it's like, well, I got to go do my Fallout season. I got to do my Fortnite season now, and I can play Control any time. So control I'll just wait. Was, control didn't have like a big publisher behind them. Sure. I think that I think that was a big problem is they didn't have the marketing uh, to really push it. Like it, it got shown off at E3. It wasn't on one of the stages or anything, but it got shown off, and I don't think most people even saw it. You know, so because because well because Remedy like like you said Ryan Remedy is uh, became independent. They're no yeah. longer yeah. Uh, exclusive for. Like when when Alan Wake was being promoted, that was a joint Microsoft project. So they had Microsoft funding and marketing behind them so how long would you say hellblade was seven hours only seven hours maybe but i also i'm terrible at judging things if i had to guess i'd say like 20 hours maybe whoa really let me look it up let's look Uh, it up and and one thing ryan to be to be clear too though is you've even said and i think you i think you were quoting and correct me if i'm wrong here i think you were quoting the developer and saying that hellblade was a B level game that was just like well built. It was like a high class B level game. We're talking about triple okay. A titles at the ten to fifteen hour like time right. period. No, that's that's fair. So it was about six to eight hours. Adrian, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, to beat.com is showing main story seven and a half hours, main plus extra eight hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It. It. Think about it. Yeah. It felt because uh, because I remember getting to like the six and I'm like this could end right now and I'd be okay. And then it went on for just a little bit longer. And I'm like okay, I'm I'm fine with this. Uh, Matt, so what? What uh, I remember the developers saying about this? They they went indie, mm-hmm. um, and they wanted to be an indie studio that could make a triple A game. You talking about Ninja were, Theory? Yeah, that's what they were trying to do. So they they oh. built all their own technology and and all that stuff um, to try to make it look like a triple A game on a on a indie budget. Yeah, that's such, such a good game. Yeah. You know what's really interesting, and thank you for the segue perfectly there, Adriano. Everyone goes on about how good that game is. Like everybody that's ever that I've ever talked to about that game talks about how good it is, and it's seven hours to beat it. Mm-hmm. You know what game gets a lot of flack for taking seven hours to beat is The Order eighteen eighty six. Everyone talks yeah. about how shitty that game was because it's so short. Oh, fucking. So what is it that makes the difference there is it just that the story for the order wasn't good i i would think so it also just it felt very formulaic when it was the it was the start of the the playstation 4 era it was a launch title yeah yeah it was a launch title and it was a fantastic cinematic in this really interesting world and then they showed the gameplay and it was just gears-esque cover base over the cover shoulder base shooter, yeah yeah and it's like oh okay that's it did some I, I think, 
it did I some cool things. Um, like it, the fact that there cool was like setting. the the one the the setting is very cool. Mm-hmm. The uh, characters were like seemingly interesting enough. Um, because I played that game when it was on like I think it was E three twenty fourteen or not E three uh, Fan Expo when PlayStation had like a booth set up to try some new games for the PS four. Um, the one thing that I thought was really cool about that game was that it was the first game I had ever played where it was literally seamless between cutscene and gameplay. Yeah. Like a cutscene would end and then you're like, oh shit, I have control now. Like you can, I I can run around. Um, and there was that one gun that like fires basically like a gas and then you can switch to like a flare gun and then shoot into that gas cloud and it all explodes and it like blows up the second floor of that building in the uh in the one demo section that i played that game like it was i was playing it and i was like you know what? this is this is a pretty cool game it seems cool mm-hmm. and then it kind of passed me by when it came out because i got assassin's creed 4 instead and just played the hell out of that when i got my ps4 for the first time um and then all i ever heard from people was that the order was garbage because it was short and i was like well that doesn't I, make it a bad game i remember people complaining about the order but i remember it was more about the gameplay i don't remember like I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I remember. I don't remember the the point of contention being its length. It was more of the actual gameplay. I'm sure so people it, did complain about the length, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mostly heard um, the gameplay. They loved the story. They loved the setting. They loved the yeah. characters. It was. It was. Super, it, was fan, it was a fantastic world. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I for one bitched about that game due to the length, though. For sure. For sure, that's my number one thing that comes to mind is that it's only five hours for eighty bucks back when it was new. I, I would love another order. I would too. I I think it could be. I think it could make a splash if it actually got announced. Uh, even the character, the the Frenchman Lafayette, like that was like he was. I'm like, I want more. I want. I want to know all these characters' backstory. I want to know exactly where Mm -hmm. they came from and how they, how they ended up where they were. And even like I, I remember when it comes to the the graphics of the game, that was the first time on the PS4 there was a shot where what's the main guy's name? Um. Uh. I have no idea. Starts with a G. Um, anyways, he... Sir he's, Galahad. Galahad, yep. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, walking to, through a door. It was a wooden just door of a house, whatever. And he pushes on it, and the camera gets in really close, and you get to just to see all the wood grain, <laughs> and, like all the imperfections in the wood. Like everything else in that shot was running at like... 720p resolution but that yeah. door was at like 4k <laughs> yeah and then, and then that that was the first time i'm just like oh like we we've we've done it like this yeah. is now this is this, the, this, we've this done is the leaf for yeah well <laughs> we've done it that congratulations game, that game still looks good i i had installed it just like a few months ago mm-hmm. just to just to, i was i was gonna try to platinum it but uh that failed i, but the I game still, still looked incredible i remember you you and i talking about it after they revealed it at the e3 event and it was a. I remember you mentioning this to me, Ryan. It, this is the first time the developer said that the that they're using the in-game engines for the cutscenes because now the in-game engine now looks better than pre-rendered right. yeah. outside studio uh, photorealism cutscenes. So, what do you think about though? So, for example, you buy. Let's say you buy the order day one, eighty bucks Canadian, which is ninety two after tax here. Ninety thirty nine. Whichever it is, whichever it is, it's it's over ninety dollars Canadian here, and then you like you're doing it on a Sunday. You buy it. You sit down. You sit down for the afternoon. You beat it. You hit the credits. Doesn't that feel kind of cheap when you could have just waited because there's no games as a service 
thing there to bring you there immediately. Like, technically, if you wanted your dollar to go further, you should wait. There's this really weird conception in gaming that a game has to be long for it to be worth your money. Mm-hmm. But, like, if so if people go like, oh, you know, I paid fucking 80 bucks for a game and it was only eight hours. That's $10 an hour. But people are more than happy to pay twenty bucks for a movie ticket for a movie that's an hour and a half. I, yeah, I was I that's was going to say I was going to say a movie. You pay twenty bucks to go see a movie for two hours. Yeah, if you were it's to the same mul- thing. yeah, if you were to multiply that by four by four times, bring up to your eighty bucks, so you would have an eight hour movie. Yeah. You're getting eight eight hours of story and content. Like you yeah. should be okay with that. It's and just f- another entertainment platform. Like yeah. there, there's no diff. Well, there's there are differences, but like there's no. That that argument just holds no water to me because it's like you must think that your time is really, really fucking valuable if you think that a game that you can pay for 10 hours is it's an exorbitant thing to ask $80, $80 for that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe like I, I, I get your point, certainly, like maybe it's not necessarily uh, something that should, let's say, show up in the review, for example, um, or something like that. Maybe it shouldn't affect the review score. If you're, you know, an edit, like a, a journalist or something, but just if you're just a a person that games, certainly there's there's a consideration there. Even if it, you know, yes, like you know the whole movie argument certainly. But what if you do wait? Like I waited for Assassin's Creed Odyssey, just totally random example. But I waited for Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I ended up getting that Death Stranding and a few other things for less than the price of the edition that I got for of ac odyssey and it was just and, because i waited a little bit and and but the single mat every to each their own like you are okay waiting because you want to try to get as much out of each of those games for as long as possible but not price. yeah like for me i'm for me i've i've submitted to the subscription uh, policy and then you have ryan here who has to you know be able to talk about it in the moment you know, follow the streams and the news articles, and we'll buy stuff on day one. So you have three vastly different policies for, uh, for what what they consider to be acceptable. And like, I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong, Matt. I'm just never going to do what Ryan does, or you do, or you're never going to do what I do. But yeah, that's yeah, just the way it is. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I guess people. Some people don't go to the movies; they wait for Netflix. You know, same sort yeah. of, same sort of thing. It took me for anything. It's going to be cheaper when you eventually get around to it. It took right. me fucking four years to buy <laughs> GTA Five, and then I waited another two years to play it. Like, like, and I, like, clearly, That's fair. clearly, all four of us have different motivations when it comes to gaming. It's fair though. GTA Five, to be honest, pretty mediocre game. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty like run of the mill. I, I remember, like the story uh, a lot myself. I don't remember anything of it. I like I like the characters. I don't remember much about the story. I I I, I, I want to like if anything I'd say take those characters and show me them in their especially uh the 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 crazy one. Oh, it's the Trevor 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 Trevor, yeah. Trevor and Michael. <laughs> like take those two and I would love to have seen a GTA story while they were doing their former high stuff like back in the good old days. Yeah, yeah. with with uh, Brad. Brad? Yep, that's I Brad. think that's, that's right. right. Yeah. That's right. I remember playing it at your house, Matt, and I think Tim, you were over there with your TV. Oh, that's right. And, and then your TV blew up. <laughs> the TV oh, yeah. exploded. Yeah, that <laughs> was crazy. Yeah, for whatever for whatever fucking reason, I had my <laughs> fuck. I had this little Casio TV 
on Matt's fucking like TV stand or no like a dinner tray it was like a dinner tray yeah because you brought over as a mobile TV yeah I brought it because it was a 20 inch TV or something like that (laughs) and I had my PlayStation hooked up to it and I was like yeah you know this is going good and then people were like I think you guys pulled out like a poker table or something and I was like all right let me just like get through this mission the fucking TV just goes like max volume system like doesn't even shut off but the TV just breaks and just just did it snow on the screen and just like it didn't like spark up or smoke up or anything it just nope, nothing it just fucking died it just <laughs> max volume just static noise everyone shits their pants immediately <laughs> yeah. and uh and i turned that tv off it never turned on again <laughs> oh yeah Good all right times. let's hop into the last story here um xbox executive uh, phil spencer speaks about the hardware advantages over the ps5 uh from GameSpot. um he says, as a competitor, it's great to have them out there now so we can kind of know what the program is. We see the device, we see the games. Uh, I think he's talking about the uh, Sony announcement video, or the, the PlayStation announcement video. Uh, so I thought they did a good job. I thought they do what they do very well. Uh, and they did that. But when I think about the position that we're in with the games that we're going to be able to show and how they're going to show up and the hardware advantage that we have, I think we're in a very good position. I guess he's not really talking about the actual <laughs> hardware advantages. He's just saying that we're going to be better. That was a pretty generic statement. Yeah, he's just like it was good and thumbs up. Yeah, like <laughs> and that Microsoft's in a good position because of after seeing their games. Although now, side by side, there are like like metrics that are higher on the Xbox One side. Yeah, they have the paper specs above PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. How how much of a difference are we talking about here? Like crippling or? I don't think so because I think PlayStation actually done more with the uh, storage that apparently, from what I hear, makes up for what they lack in overall graphics power, which the Series X beats them on. Mm. So we'll, we'll we have to see the games, you know, to really know. Um, I think as of right now, it's all just speculation. You know, I feel like. Back in like the PS3 versus 360 days, I remember that the PS3 you would run things at a higher resolution, but it would usually run more slowly mm-hmm. than on like the 360. Mm-hmm. 360 didn't like look as nice, but it, it was smooth. Um, so I feel like PlayStation may have adopted that strategy now, where they're like, you know what, we would rather have our game experience be a consistent one, a smooth one an enjoyable one versus one that hey it looks pretty but oh shit this section kind of chugs a little bit yeah you know what really you know what's really sad actually is the xbox 360 of any type even the inhale model you know not even the the upgraded versions or the slims or whatever the hell they had them the 360 throughout its entire life the blades the the new xbox experience all the rest of it was like that hard drive or that um the, like when you click the Xbox button and it brought up like the actual system, like the OS controls, mm-hmm. that thing was was buttery smooth, at least for the time. Yeah, and it was. I'm, and that PS4 one, like the PS4 one, is an actual travesty, or at least yeah. mine is. It is an actual piece of garbage. It, it fucking, I cannot express how much I dislike the PlayStation OS, the PlayStation 4 OS. Why is it so pro? slow? Do you have a PS4 Pro? I have, I have a PS4 uh, uh, flagship or whatever you want to call it. I have a launch day one. Launch day Here's one? what's yeah. weird. That's your problem. <laughs> Here's what's weird, though, Matt. Since I put that SSD into my PlayStation 4 Pro, yeah, the UI is seamless. 
But they, but here, here's the thing with that. I understand that's a problem because they sell them with mechanical. Exactly. Hard drives. You you can't yeah. you can't sell someone a complete package, and 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 it's my same argument with Windows 10 as well. Windows 10 frequently has trouble running on a hard drive. And and the problem with the PlayStation OS is those problems were there from the beginning. It wasn't it yeah. wasn't like yeah, it yeah. wasn't like they graduated in with the new system. Like we you're you're having a better experience because they released a better piece of hardware later that can now support it. Doesn't no, justify I, my, them. my UI chugged on on the mechanical hard drive. It was only when I switched to the SSD. But yeah. I find that very odd that it chugs on a mechanical hard drive. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt, have you tried to run Plex on a PlayStation 4 recently? Uh, I did it once. It crashed, and I never yeah. did it again. I, it is fucking terrifying. Like to get out of Plex, to hold down that jewel button, and then to bring up the 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 close option. It is. I it barely gets to that. It it, is, it, it crashed my whole. You know, like when your system, like your your the system, the OS crashes, and then it goes mm-hmm. like beep beep beep, and then do, either reboots or just reboots. Like the screen never shuts off, but it just sort yeah. of like reboots itself. It, it like I think it did that when I did when I used the Plex app, and I was like, "All right, I'm out of here." Like I'm yeah. done with this. Yeah. In fact, my 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 best Plex experience on a console was actually with the PS3. 360. Oh my god. Three sixty is rough to get through, but it's manageable. PlayStation Four. Oh fuck. And then actually the PS3 one actually works probably the best. Well, the PS the PS4 has a weird thing too, where it and this is like this is a very small UX thing, but it's like a big pet peeve of mine. So I, I'm playing a game, one, like someone someone invites me, and I just, I'm, I'm in the middle of playing a game, so I miss the little banner, I don't hit the PlayStation button in time, but I want to join the party, so I'm finished whatever I'm doing, the game is still running, five minutes later, I click the PlayStation button, mm-hmm. I scroll over to the notification, and it pulls me back out of where I was, because it, the system hasn't caught up to yeah. me loading the UI, so it's like, blah, blah, that, like it's that. actually backed me out of several screens before to make sure that it was like, oh wait, no, 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 you're you're just at the system screen. It's like, no, don't back me out, because you're too slow. Like, what is going on here? Uh, that's only actually happened with me a couple times. That doesn't actually happen with me all that often. Like I, like, I hear about you guys complaining about that part more than has actually ever happened to me. Like oh it's God. it's possible it's it because I had a launch day console and it's also possible because I've never wiped it and it's also possible because I have an external hard drive. But no, but it, it happens to me is, all the time, man. Oh, it happened to you all the time. Okay, well yeah. then, frick, you, man. Like you could also skip that by just holding down the PlayStation button and pulling up the quick menu and mm-hmm. then going to your notifications from there. Oh man. But they should not. They should. They should block me from doing it the other way if it's wrong, though. Yeah, I'm not saying it's good that it does that. Yeah, but like there are other ways to reach that notification. Remember when the quick menu didn't have the time? They had to <laughs> yeah. patch that in. I yeah. mean, I don't know if I if I check my console for the time. Yeah, I watch it all the time. <laughs> literally, never looked at the clock on there. I, I do. I yeah. Uh, I my 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 philosophy is with the system that I'm using is if I'm using a system in front of me, I should be able to do the most basic. Like I shouldn't have to take my eyes off this to do something that it should be capable of doing. You'll you'll love this then, Adriano. When <laughs> when Cortana came out, when I used to ask her to tell me the time, it would tell me a different time than what was in the bottom right, and it was the correct time to her credit, but it was in a different time zone than what my computer was set to. Nice. So it was like probably binging something that was not <laughs> or some whatever it was doing. It's That's still so stupid. Like it's, it's Mike didn't, Mike didn't exactly. believe me, and I I brought it over to his house. So I'm like, ask her. Like, go ahead. And he's like, what the hell? That's not the time. Oh yeah, no, it is in like Uruguay or something. 
Uh, my my PlayStation also does something weird. You tell me if it, if it does this. Uh, sometimes in the middle of the night, it will like turn on red and glowing, and then it will whisper demonic things to me and tell me to come and play it. I don't know if that's just like what something wrong with, with my OS or. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. that was patched out in the most recent. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. probably what it was. I should probably go patch that out. Does anyone remember Alexa? the the super like bright uh, Wii standby disc? Drive oh yeah, that LED? was nuts. yeah yeah. <laughs> that, that, was that woke nuts. me up one time and it scared the crap out of me. It's uh, it's oh. it it's. I think I think it meant the system was think like it was talking to Nintendo, like it was grabbing information, grabbing an update or something. Yeah. You know, I, I turned that off. The first thing I thought of when you said super bright was the update for the new Xbox experience on the 360, like the most recent one they did. When they went from the old one where it was like you'd hold the Xbox guide button and it would pull up the little like rounded the, the rectangle. Was it the blade? Was it uh, the blade? No, was it the very, very the first one? Blade was the very first like, one. Blade. The second last update. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah. Okay, um, I, I know what you're talking about. It was like it was like the grayscale, the gray and green one that mm-hmm. they had. Mm-hmm. And then when they updated it to like the modern one to look more like Windows 10, the first time that I held the guide button and it like dims the background of the game or whatever, and then it pulls up just this stark white yeah. screen, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, and like, it's and it's so hard edged <laughs> that like the white yeah. is bleeding off the corners yeah. and it's just like protruding to the rest of the. <laughs> screen it's like it's i'm pretty sure got, pretty sure that's damaging my tv yeah it's just because <laughs> my mom at that time when i was still like living at her place had just a plasma screen tv yeah. and i shit you not if i had left it on that <laughs> xbox guy for like 10 minutes that rectangle was staying there yeah. oh like, no the what, burden is brutal what, what i love about the xbox 360 like the that that guide button is you could launch anything from that guy. Oh, it was so good, man. It was and, so good. And you never had to exit out. And, 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 uh, you could literally just, I remember, I can, I can still memorize it. You literally tap it, you hit RB, go over, you go to recent. And then in the recent mm. tab, there's a mm-hmm. recent all, and you literally go to all. And here's like everything. And oh, I can literally just, your games, yeah, your I can apps. literally just say, okay, launch, uh, launch uh, uh netflix and it says you want to launch on netflix and it literally just close out and then go right into it and i don't have to go back to the to the dashboard or the, sorry to the uh, os fuck that was a good os and and to be honest like whereas there's you know there's controversy a little bit about the ux of the xbox one i have a launch day xbox one and that thing is has been buttery smooth when i bought it through all the updates, the only the only thing that ever lagged is when the internet was having trouble, and it the UI wasn't lagging like the little video t- tiles and stuff would lag. But that's due to the internet. Like that thing was underpowered in comparison to the PS4, as we've heard hundreds of times. But it was it's still today buttery smooth playing COD Warzone. Like that's a I, brand uh, new game. I I found that the 360s got smoother as. It went on like I like I found my 360 performing better now than it did when I got it. It's hard to tell because when you go back and look at like YouTube videos of like somebody showing you how the first like Blades update looked, I feel like it wasn't designed to run at as high a frame rate. Like it Mm -hmm. still ran really well and loaded things quickly and stuff, but the Blades look choppier compared to like any UI animations we'd be used to seeing now with a current update. Because they designed it to look better nowadays. So it's hard to say if that was smoother then than now, just because like it probably wasn't designed for things to move at, you know, sixty FPS or even thirty FPS. It was probably like twenty four. 
Yeah, that that's fair because it, it if you bring it even to the uh, like back then it was CRTs was was the most common. Mm-hmm. Uh, like CRTs are kind of blurry, so it kind of it kind of masks some hiccups, or at least it looks different, right? It just feels different. Remember, uh, remember, three sixty had uh, MSN Messenger support. I oh had the freaking messenger pad, and I loved that thing. I used. Yeah, it. I still, I, have I, I still, I still do. It's still on my controller on my three sixty, and oh I still, God. I still have the inhale model. I still use it for Plex sometimes, and I have that that pad with the MSN Messenger logo on it. That's great. Yeah, and I, I remember the first time. I was utterly fucking confused because you sign in with your Microsoft account. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could like it doesn't have to, you could do a Gmail if you had it, but you sign in like I signed in with my Hotmail at the time, and then I'm just like playing a game, and then all of a sudden it's just like, boom! It's like Brennan says, "Hey," I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" And I <laughs> like it took me forever to clue. Like, oh, like this is an ecosystem. Like this is all tied together, mm-hmm. and you can and I can go into the chat, and then there was like the MSN Messenger window, and you can do it there. And then I immediately went to appear offline and closed it. Man, <laughs> this is the uh, th- this is gonna age me a bit, but I remember my first phone wasn't like a smartphone, but it was it was it was called the Samsung Forever, and it did have like three G back then, which was like a big thing. And I remember I was walking through the mall, and I had free social media or something or internet. It was called internet browsing. That was a part of my plan back then. And so because I didn't have a smartphone, I didn't need to use data. All my all data was considered internet browsing at that time. So I was walking through Lime Ridge, which is like the local mall here, and I was like, there's an MSN Messenger thing in here. Or like there's a Microsoft Messenger thing. I'm like, I'm going to sign up for this thing. And I was like, this thing's going to be slow. It's not going to work. Like this isn't going to work. And I was just like walking around the mall. Like I had just signed in, locking them out in the mall. And then I was chatting with uh, a guy we went to high school with. I was chatting with Zach in Green Earth. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? Like this was like limited to my computer, and I was amazed. And from and from that day forth, it was like like what you said, Adriano. Like, damn, this is an ecosystem. Like, yeah. I can leave my computer and talk to this person while I'm making a drink. Like, this is ridiculous. Can I can I dump photos into uh, the Zoom thing? Will we'll, we'll, like can I? Send I I have never I have never tried, and I don't know if you want to while it's recording because God knows what it will do. Okay, I'm gonna send a link. <laughs> I'm gonna send a link. Then. Oh, what is this? No. <laughs> Stop. Just immediately gives us like he sure. just sends us a link to a virus just immediately. Oh god. Uh, yeah. Okay. This was my first phone. Oh no. Is it gonna be? Ah, uh, I don't want to click it. Duh. Nokia. Nice. Yes, yeah. the thirty-three ten. Is that yeah. a phone? That's a that's a two D graphic. Well, it is a. Two, I mean, you know a, what it is. It's a two D graphic of the phone of the model. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is this is what it gave me when I typed it in. But uh, man, playing Snake on that. Fuck yeah. My mom had one of the like first flip phones you could get, and it was like a Telus branded <laughs> flip phone. Um, and she had like Snake, and there was something else on it. It was like you moved a bucket back and forth in the bottom of the screen and caught like dots that were falling, like super rudimentary. Um, but man, I fucking I would just like take her phone off the counter and just sit there and play it and like kill her phone battery. Yeah. Just play and fucking snake on her phone. And 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 back then you could still plug in the phone and play it at the same time. Mm. But I never had that concept of like I can use it while it's charging. Like that just never registered with my with my young mind. And mm. I always told myself that I had to be unplugged from the wall in order for me to use it. And I don't plug it back in until I'm done. 
and then it, it and like that that never ticked in for me until i got like a blackberry i had a really weird like idea of cell phones when i when i got my first one i think i was like 16 because we were in like 10th grade or something like that and i had a cell phone and with like the most basic basic plan like 50 texts a month back when you didn't have unlimited texting 50 texts a month that's like one and a half texts a day mm-hmm. <laughs> um and like you know no internet browsing just super basic like f- maybe 100 minutes of calling and uh i like never used it because i didn't see the point in having it like my mom bought me a phone for my birthday and she's like here just like have this so that i can contact you if i need to just keep it on you i'll be like okay fine and i was like some of my friends had phones and some didn't and then they would be like oh you know like here here, take my number i'm like okay and then i'd have it and then like you know maybe one day a week i would go oh yeah i forgot i have this phone in my pocket and then i'd go to a random number in my list and send one person a text and be like hey you got my one daily text congratulations (laughs) because like i didn't see a point when i was in school and if i was in class i'm gonna just like pay attention to class and then when i'm out of class where my friends are also out of class then i'll just talk to them then and then when we leave school i'll just go home i'll go my computer i'll log into msn and i'll just talk to them that way like the the idea of having a phone to communicate with people that i didn't need to like have a phone call with was just so foreign to me so that i i never used my phone and then i ended up just giving it to my brother and he used it instead i used uh early on with that phone and i sent you guys a second link in that one the very left model i don't know the actual model number but that one is the one that my Oof. that my parents had first and that was what i was so jealous of like i wanted that so badly and then i ended up getting the one that i that i sent what you what is that one on the right uh, oh the i actually watched a uh, a video a video uh, <laughs> oh. on, on mr mobile <laughs> where he does like a series of when phones were fun and he just did that that yeah that yeah video. yeah yeah that one my my brother had that one um the one on the right <laughs> if it flip it like you can close it you can flip it down and it, then it morphs into a a like a normal it has a keyboard like a, on like, the left like, and the right yeah. and then it like yeah. closes Center into a screen. It, 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 then it closes down and it just turns into like a T9 um it's weird but uh i had i had early on with my phone it was a prepaid phone cards so i was loading mm-hmm. them up 10 10 mm-hmm. 10 bucks at a time yeah and then, and then you paid per text and yeah. per call even if nobody you dial out it charges you even if you got an answering machine or they don't answer or whatever but it starts ringing you fucking paid for it that was jesus brutal. yes yeah. yeah i had the motorola razor that was my first phone I remember the one that sitting, everyone remembers. Yeah, I remember sitting next to the guy in class, and he showed me for the first time, and I was just like, oh, "This is amazing! Look how good this it's screen so looks. Yeah. It's sleek, and the buttons. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, video games. That's all we got. <laughs> oh, jeez, <laughs> that's over. Well, well, didn't they release an Elder Scrolls on one of these old phones at one point? I think Tim. And I, I you still and have a fucking picture of that. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell! When I so when when I bought Oblivion. Like, maybe a year after it originally came out on the 360. I think it was either a year or two later it came out on PC. And I bought it. I bought the Game of the Year edition on PC. And then when you were installing it, this fucking ad would pop up while it was installing for Oblivion on uh, on mobile. <laughs> like some random phone like from some Nokia s- or something. Yeah, I, I know I recently... I fucking... I retweeted this picture that I... I'd kept, I still fucking have it saved on my phone. Where is this thing? There's a ratchet and clank like that as well. 
uh, a, oh. a lesser known one. I think there's a Silent Hill game like that on an old Nokia. Like it was just like, it's like a storybook version of it. What a what a crazy era, and what a what a jump to this era. You know what I mean? Like back then, like, like now it just seems like this was the only way phones should be the way phones are now. But back then it was like, are we going to have dual phones with this like crazy keyboard with like flashing out? Are we ever going to get out like away from the flip phone era? Like, you know, what are we going to have well, here? Well, the things well, LG was came out with phones like the iPhone just before the iPhone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, um, I had one and then I got then I next time I upgraded, I went to the I went to the iPhone. What the fuck is this? Who is, That's Oblivion oh. Mobile on by Verizon Wireless. Oh my from god. From leading wireless operators, Orange and Verizon Wireless. Yeah. Yeah. Take Oblivion wherever you go. And it literally has a picture of like a fucking <laughs> Nokia flip phone from like 2006. <laughs> and it looks, it's isometric and it kind of looks a bit like Diablo. A little bit. Kind yeah. A little bit. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's an official, this was an official thing that, that, Bethesda released with uh, in partnering partnering with Orange and Verizon Wireless rated <laughs> E10 plus for mild fantasy violence and I fucking I went like and years later I went back to it because when I first saw this installing I was like I don't have a fucking phone I can't I can't play that that, that looks stupid but then years later when I'm installing Oblivion again and that fucking ad pops up I was like oh my god I forgot about this and I went and I looked to see if I could find it anywhere like absolutely anywhere couldn't find it too old man I, it's just like it has to be on old. those phones right probably yeah. probably given yeah. by th- those carriers app stores or something mm-hmm. right when did uh when did the first iphone come out 2007 okay wow 13 years already huh <laughs> yeah holy shit since like literally the world like changed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well Yep. 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 Got to use, got to use Marty's like yep. cowboy thing to get everyone going. Yep. 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 That's all we got. Uh, thanks for listening, people. Uh, please subscribe. Um, Tim's on the Twitch. Yes, sir. Twitch.tv slash. Yeah, that figures. Hey, Drano. Thanks for joining. I'm on the toilet when uh, when I'm not here, so that's where you can. On guys the toilet, can watching me. Twitch. Yep, that's where you guys can catch me. <laughs> Watching, Dr. watching Twitch on one hand, and <laughs> oh no! <laughs> just don't, just don't mix them up. Not anymore. Uh, Matt, thank you. Th- thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Matt. Yeah. Thank you, Adriano. Yeah, Matt, thank you. Thank no, you no Tim. problem, bud. Hey, thanks, Adriano. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Adriano. Thank you, everyone. All right, we'll thank see you guys next week. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>